Hello, and welcome to the UC edition of Cisco's Analyst Relations podcast series. I'm Julie O'Brien with the Unified Communications Solutions Marketing Group. And in an effort to make information more conveniently available to the industry analyst community, we at Cisco have developed this podcast series to provide you with timely updates on products, solutions, and UC-related activities. Joining me here today to discuss Cisco's UC vision and strategy is Alan Cohen, Vice President, Enterprise Solutions. Welcome, Alan. Hi, Julie. Great to be here today. Great. I'm glad to have you. So, you know, before, Alan, we jump into the the strategy and the vision, uh, I'm thinking we should start by revisiting the definition of unified communications so everyone's on the same page. So how do you define and describe unified communications? Well, I think I'd probably give you a two-part answer, Julie, because there is a lot of conversation right now in, in this area. So for us, Unified communications is really the convergence or bringing together of all forms of uh, business communications, whether it's voice, video, data, modal, mobile applications. Um, and it's also the enablement of those communications capabilities into business processes or business transformations, whether it's embedded in uh, software applications packages um, like Oracle or SAP or ERP, or it's um, you know in in the kind of uh, click the dial enablement of customer facing solutions as it applies to the web. The other part of this is that we don't draw um, a very hard distinction between um, solutions that are either deployed on premises, um, such as IP telephony, or things more that are, are in the cloud, like um, our WebEx service. Mm-hmm. That's great, and I think that's really exciting for customers because they really get a choice of which uh, applications to deploy, how they want to integrate them into their business applications, and whether they're going to do so on-premise or um, on-demand from the cloud. So, uh, Alan, can you elaborate on some of the solutions that Cisco offers as part of its UC portfolio? Well, we have absolutely everything, Julie, that you could possibly need. No, I mean, obviously, we, we come from a very strong base in IP telephony, where Cisco was really the pioneer in the market. And according to Synergy, we actually just passed everyone with 29% of being the market share leader in that but there is a you know a broad range of um, other solutions that come with this and which include messaging contact center conferencing web-based mm-hmm. conferencing um, in- including also rich media types of communication solutions be they telepresence or they things like our um, application I'm sorry our Cisco advantage uh, which um, commonly known as the eyeball camera <laughs> um, we also provide um, instant messenger and presence. Um, we provide policy management through our recent acquisition of Securant, team space solutions um, such as WebEx Connect, fixed mobile convergence. Um, and then we partner with players in email and calendaring. So obviously we come at this from a communications-enabled approach to this as opposed to, let's say, a desktop approach where we have solutions that span that. Great. So a pretty broad portfolio of either Cisco-delivered solutions or solutions where we integrate, like in the case of, of email in particular. Well, it's, it's a very large market, Julie, right? As, as we know, it's I mean, somewhere between 30 and a $45 billion market. And it's a market that's actually predicated on choice. Um, where people are going to choose to do work wherever they are, whether they're on the road, they're in the office, or they're on their home. So you need a very broad approach. And, of course, Mm -hmm. particularly as we've seen with mobility, there's an increasingly broad range of platforms that need to be supported. So that's that kind of underscores why we've taken this broad-based approach to um, the Unified Communications market. All right. So the market opportunity is pretty large, as you mentioned, anywhere from $30 billion today to almost $40 billion by the end of a decade. Which means you got to get busy. There's a lot of work to go after here. (laughs) 
Um, so if adoption accelerates the way we believe it, I mean, this this figure is really going to get exponentially higher over time. And um, we'll be, I'm sure, adding to the portfolio and, and really expanding the business even further. So I have my thoughts as far as what's driving the growth. I'm just curious, you know, what do you see as really being some of the drivers behind this just massive market explosion? Well, I mean, I think technology in general tends to um, expand for one or two reason, reasons. One, because somebody comes up with something that nobody, nobody ever thought of. Right and um, and people adopt it right readily, um, or business requirements, uh, major shifts in the economy or the business climate tend to um, drive that. And I think in the case of Unified Communications, we've seen four key factors really driving the business markets: um, innovation, globalization, um, the increased focus and a lot of market focus right now on collaboration, and then and virtualization. A lot of virtualizations, uh, rather words that end in ION. <laughs> Right, and they have lots of different needs. Right, I mean, and you know, the idea, whole idea of virtualization could be either for green reasons, it could be for business continuity, um, it could be for you know the changing computing model that people are going through, and I think collaboration is really being driven by a change in kind of business models where companies were traditionally vertically integrated and they owned everything, and you would roll out an enterprise communication and information system, but now we're moving across uh, borders and barriers and companies. Uh, so that so there's an explosion for the needy ability for people of different cultures, different time zones, and obviously different corporate badges to be able to work together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, and I'm sure you're seeing, and, and you do many briefings with executive customers around the globe, that we're also seeing this really interesting influx of technologies from the consumer side into the enterprise side. And it's really putting IT kind of in a squeeze in the middle, trying to figure out how are we going to embrace some of these technologies around social networking and bring them into the enterprise. So. Well, you know, when I think about what we're doing in Unified Communications and then the broader, you know, space around collaboration is I think we're kind of making Web 2.0 basically safe and ready for business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want the openness and flexibility of platforms and the ability to interact, to communicate as people are shifting to this, which not, may not be behind a desk between 8 and 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also want to do it in a way that protects your intellectual property, your compliance needs, um, you know, your employee and your customer's identity and their and their business information. So that's I think that's the squeeze that you're talking mm-hmm. to. And that's, and that's kind of, you know, we frequently see, you know, this squeeze between IT and the business users and the business guys saying, go, 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 expand, expand. You know, allow me to get closer to my customers and the IT guys is great, but nobody wants to go to jail, you know, or, or violate Sarbanes-Oxley or HIPAA or some other kind of compliance mm-hmm. mechanism. Mm-hmm. So the employees are really driving some of this innovation and, and this, this need to add these collaboration technologies to the business. And then, of, of course, the business is also being fueled by the demand coming from the business transformation side. You know, how are they going to reduce costs, increase productivity and really um, communications enable their business processes. So tell me a little bit about Cisco's unique value. What, what are we delivering that's different from competitors? You know, I think because of our capabilities of being the provider of the network infrastructure and being able to rapidly take advantage of capabilities that are in the network, I think our our core focus, and I don't know if we've ever really said it this way, is really the reduction of the time, the capability, right? What you want to do is you want to make a change in a business process or you want to change how people or the frequency or the uh, real-time ba- nature of how people want to be able to collaborate and work together, right? So you want your your um, your uh, unified communications offering, um, if you're Cisco, to be able to enable that accelerating time to capability. If there's a global shift or a market opens, you want your, your systems to follow so you can actually take advantage of that. So what we're trying to do, unique, and I think we're uniquely doing in this marketplace, is allowing our customers to innovate rapidly 
And you know, one of the best examples of this, I think, and I talked about earlier, was the ability to you know facilitate intercompany communications, mm-hmm. and that's really where our policy manager plays a role. But we're also changing the nature, particularly in um, uh, business uh, customers, through another unified communications area, the area of telepresence, mm-hmm. where you know where the um, both the real time and experience of telepresence is facilitating a different level of interaction. And telepresence is not a unified communications offering that's about high-fidelity video or 1080p picture, right? It's actually about um, changing the, the nature of the interaction model between, uh, between individuals, between companies, right, and maybe someday even between countries. So th- from that, I think you get a lot of business productivity and you get whole new models that you haven't thought about before. Um, a good example of this is um, some unified communications work we did last year with Barnes & Noble where they deployed um, uh, our UC offerings and they actually deployed it over a wireless environment. Uh, the reason they did this wasn't because they were consolidating PBXs. They did it because that their associates in the stores wanted to, they wanted them to spend more time with people who were buying books, mm-hmm. right? That's the business process change. They wanted them to spend less time in back office work and more directly interacting with customers, but have access to the information and um, inventory lookup and, and communications capability. So I think those are the things that are really driving our strategy and was driving the marketplace. Great. So I love that. The, the dramatic reduction in time to capability, I think, I think is really key. And, and I would absolutely agree with you on that. So it sounds like we're helping to fuel the business through, you know, internet enabling sort of these web 2.0 based operations and, and really allowing customers to harness and leverage the power of the network that they have in place and, uh, and extend these capabilities effectively sort of everywhere, every time on every device for new levels of flexibility and productivity. So it uh, doesn't matter what operating system you have, whether you're on a wired or wireless network, whether you're trying to integrate into a desktop environment with IBM Lotus Notes or with Microsoft. Um, really, it's about bringing this power of collaboration to you and your workspace, whatever that workspace may be. And as you pointed out, that could be a retail environment or, uh, you know, it could be a typical knowledge worker mm-hmm. at a desk or it could be somebody, you know, who's who's trying to stay connected with customers from um, an airport lounge. Yeah, no, and, and, if, and if you really look at this, I mean, at a, at a fundamental level, what we're doing is we're reducing barriers to allow people to communicate. Right, because that that's fundamentally what's going on, and that has very distinct business equities or business values. Right, so you know, allowing the business operations to move with people as we do through mobility, that's about productivity, about better workspaces. Right, where you you know through a WebEx and telepresence, where you really facilitate um, you know project work. Um, mm-hmm. among various constituencies, but doing it in a way that has meaning as opposed to just kind of shifting email back and forth mm-hmm. where documentations, where recordings, where IM sessions can be stored and, and, and expertise monitored. That's really allowing people to innovate with each other. Um, and, you know, some of these things are also about the acquisition and um, facilitation of talent. Um, the biggest driver, I think, in the unified communications marketplace today, and you cited in some of the consumer examples, is is actually the youth movement, right? Where there are, you know, we are now moving into this huge upswing of people entering the workforce. They have a much different uh, model. They're much more collaborative by nature. Mm-hmm. They're a little less me centric, right? I mean, maybe, you know, you look at those America Prize ads, right? It's all about the me's from the '60s, right? And you're on your surfboard and you're doing all those things that probably would ruin my knees. Um, <laughs> though I'm not quite ready for America Prize, and you know, but you real and that's no offense because they're actually a great company, but. 
but I think what you're seeing is that people want to work with each other. They want to find solutions, and it's and it's and it's a worldwide movement, and it has a, a lot to do with the people that are entering the workforce, and they want to do it in a way that's more socially responsible. Mm-hmm. They want it to be greener. They want to reduce um, CO two. Right. And so it's, it's, it, you know, and green is now a boardroom issue. It's not, you know, it is not a PR issue mm-hmm. for a lot of businesses. And so it's very, very important, you know, and ultimately it really meets, you know, the bottom line. And that's what businesses are looking to do. And it's why I think, you know, it's why our growth rate in Unified Communications has been so strong, why it continues to be a lead offering for the company, a lead source of investment, right? So there's something going on here that's very palatable, right? The numbers don't lie. Absolutely. So, so this sounds great. So what's, um, Cisco's strategy for really capturing this vision or, or realizing this vision? Well, I mean, I think there's three things. And, and the, you know, and our unified communications vision is really on some level not any different than our overall vision for the company. And, you know, starting with this is the area of business transformation, right? And then whether it's driven by globalization or uh, green or some of these other factors, people are looking to change business processes. And obviously we do that through the network. And we do that for two reasons. One is because the network is the one part of the IT stack that touches everything. And secondly, it also provides transparency and visibility, right? So when you're talking about business transformation, you're talking about things that have to be open and rich, but they also have to be secure. I think the second one, and this is a big change from Cisco, and we joke about it, but it's not really a joke, which is really around a unified, elegant user experience. So we are taking an inside-out approach to the development of products, and it's very different from Cisco, right? And we brought in people with new types of capabilities in this area to make that a much more elegant experience because as we've seen in other marketplaces that people will shift, as we've seen with the uptake of the iPhone, people will make major changes in, in platforms if they find a better user experience. And then the last one, obviously, is the one that always matters, which is really continuing to focus on total cost of ownership. And because our ability to... Um, um, deploy unified communications offering in any place in the network, whether it's um, on one of our existing platforms, right, whether it's a CAT 6K or whether it's an ISR on the branch or it's an appliance um, or the ability to distribute things like call processing through the network, we actually can provide a better cost of ownership unlike other approaches because we don't have to park a server mm-hmm. everywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the ultimate virtualization. You want your unified communications offering on demand, right, and not dependent on some box that happens to be sitting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think survivable remote site telephony is a great example of that being able to take advantage of a service in the network. Um, that's really mission critical to the business. I think from a, a elegant user experience perspective, clearly this is why telepresence has done so well. I think we just announced the 500th system sold, right? So that's just a great example of providing an experience where I think if you went out to anyone and said, do you, know, do you need another video conferencing system? The, the answer would be no, right? But when you really take a look at the business problem and you deliver a compelling experience, you know, then absolutely, that's going to be a need yeah. to have, a must-have. Must right. And that's and that's a fantastic example, right? Because the average uh, video conferencing system gets used about 1% of the time. Mm-hmm. And though we're not happy with it yet, we've seen telepresence systems that are actually in use 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. And as you know, even here on campus, you have to book your rooms. And that's why we just recently released the um, 500, the personalized one, right? So you'll continue to see this distributed. Hey, let me flip this on you. You're making sure. me do all the work here, Julie. <laughs> you know, uh, well, I mean, let's talk about how we support business transformation via the network. I mean, how do you think, from your perspective, we're doing this? So um, so, so my best examples are probably through customers, right? So um, just a, a, we can start with very simple or very complicated examples, but some of the, the nice ones are the, are the really simple, elegant ones. 
Um, we have a financial services customer, for example, who um, was noticing that they were losing leads. Uh, their customers would come in, want to talk about mortgages, and they would find that they didn't have a mortgage expert in their bank branch. So as a result, they were losing leads to competitors because there was no way to kind of capture that customer's interest and need um, since they just physically couldn't staff every bank branch right. office. So just with a simple addition of Unified Personal Communicator, which is our, our desktop unified client, um, I could now, as a, a bank representative, see that you, Alan Cohen, are available in another branch. You're online. I see your presence information. Bring you into the conversation, escalate into a video call with the customer that's sitting in my office, and I'm now able to capture that lead, capture that revenue. So just a really simple example of how these technologies can come mm. together so that I make sure that I capture that lead rather than losing it, uh, that person to one of my competitors. Um, some of the more interesting examples, we talk about Mitsukoshi a lot, a retailer that's using the IP phones, uh, RFID enabled to increase their retail sales of very high-end, expensive, I think they're $500 jeans next time. You're in Tokyo, you know. I'm sure you'll be swinging. I probably by. couldn't fit into them even <laughs> if they custom made it. But I hear you. So the idea is, I of course get into a dressing room. Always have the wrong size. Uh, swipe the RFID tag, and I know that that stock is either in this. You know, my, the next uh, size that I need is in the mm-hmm. store. Or it's located in another store. And if you can imagine the real estate costs in Tokyo compared to New York City, just you know, astronomical. So anything that they can do to move customers through quickly, capture those sales, is all good business for them. So just just two examples. But so business transformation you know, I think comes from making the technology very simple to deploy, um, absolutely tying back to, you know, what is driving the the need. And usually it's revenue growth, right? It's either going to be, how do I help to reduce my costs or drive my growth? And I think growth and, and revenue upside is, is clearly the, the bigger opportunity. And of course, everything that we're doing to build in security, make our systems open, interoperable, and Web 2.0 ready is really what's enabling this transformation on the network. No, I mean, I think I think that's that's critical. And you know, we were talking a moment ago about kind of user experience, right? And I know there's a little sometimes you say Cisco, this is the kettle calling the, the pot black, right? But I think we really have learned a lot in this area. And um, you know, one, one of the things that we've learned is that the increasing use of video is really going to become the de facto unified communications experience. It's going to it's going to be the lead experience, and then others will follow, right? Mm-hmm. You can't always have video, but you will try to do it. Um, the other thing I think that we're also putting into this is really um, making the network more people-centric, mm-hmm. right? And we do that through presence, through identity, um, through policy uh, types of offerings that span the systems. Because ultimately, you know, I mean, this is not a technology-driven market. It's a technology-supported market. And I think what you're going to find is that the, you know, the individuals in business are driving the need. And we've really, I think, taken this, as I said before, taking this inside out, now trying to, you know, to suit the tools, the capabilities and the equities that are in the network to be able to support that, you know, desired increase of collaboration and communications. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, you know, as you mentioned, TCO for our customers is, you know, very much top of mind. And this comes not only by making the products easier to pl- to deploy and easier to use, but again, coming back to user experience, if I have a, a lower training cost because I just turn, you know, an application on and I'm, I'm ready to go, that's a really good thing and impacts TCO. And, and I would say we're looking at TCO not only for our customers, but also for our channel partners too. And how do we make our solutions easier to sell, uh, more attractive for their customers as well. And I think just something very simple that we've done on the customer side, which our partners have really embraced, is around our unified workspace licensing and really bringing the cost down making it easier for customers to, you know, bring these applications in-house and not have to worry about a separate application license for each mm-hmm. application and each user. So um, lots of outstanding work, I think, in TCO. 
Okay, so what are some of the um, examples of user functionality? I think we've talked a little bit about this, but... Yeah, I, kinda... I'll probably talk about video until I'm blue in the face. Okay. Um, I think the one that it's going to be the one that people are going to really stand up and take notice of um, very soon is, is is the things that are going on inside of WebEx mm-hmm. and, and some of the more advanced WebEx offerings that are coming forward into the marketplace, which is really the idea that I think we that we really created about a year ago is the idea of the workspace, Right. And that workspace is being an on-demand um, type of workspace where your where your your people, your assets, your informations, your project, and your relevant um, surround of context, right, is available. Right, and I always like like to think about what we're really trying to do from user functionality point of, point of view is to the best extent possible is replicate the experience of working in person when you're not in person. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, in the old days, we used to go to work. You work in the office; it was great. You saw people, but then it ended. Right, and when everybody left at the end of the day, and then we sort of birthed the internet, and there was a lot of remote communications, but you missed that interaction of knowing people or knowing what was going on from that. So, and you, you are there endlessly on the end of a conference call, or you're endlessly on the end of uh, doing email or trying to read information. And I think through the concept of the of these new kind of uh, rich media workspaces, being able to bring both people, information, as well as communications together, um, and understanding the presence of your colleagues, right? And I think you know someday uh, presence is going to look more like Facebook and less like green, yellow, red for availability, right? Because that will tell you what I'm interested in, what I'm available, who to go to. So I think you're going to start to see a lot of that. And of course, the most important part of that is having access to the critical sales and customer, if it's, if it's a, you know, in that type of situation, customer and, and sales or, or operation information to be able to operate, to, to, to maximize um, the experience of somebody's doing it, be it whether it's in a call center, mm-hmm. you know, particularly in the sales and marketing, or if it's project-based work, being able to, and you know, through a, through a you know a WebEx kind of workspace, be able to really see what is going on in that project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think contact center really is sort of that gateway application for business transformation. It's it's where the rubber meets the road, right? Customers' businesses revolve around the customer contact solution, and it's absolutely mission critical and and brings all of those elements together. So that, I think that's a great example of just some very core, very critical uh, UC user functionality that's um, that's out there today with our customers. Um, we talked about presence. I think, you know, presence is already becoming kind of an everyday function of UC. Um, I know that I'm using it on a regular basis to try to get smarter about reaching people that I need to reach at the Can't first hide. Time. I can always figure that out. It's <laughs> Can't really hide, a good exactly. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think one of the exciting things that we'll see uh, in the future tied to presence is policy with this, uh, again, as you mentioned, the secure and acquisition and our enterprise policy manager. So how do we start to not only give the user the ability to set more intelligence around who can see you, how they contact you, when they call you, but also the administrator uh, as well, right? So, you know, probably there may be a time, Alan, where you need to reach me on the weekend, and I guess I better, you know, have that information available yeah, right, to you. Yeah, just park in your but... driveway. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> but I don't necessarily want the whole company to know that. So what are some of the next areas of innovation in UC that you think will in particular drive the adoption of the mobile workplace? Because as you mentioned, mobility is becoming more and more important, and um, Cisco's doing a lot in mobility today. So what are some of the areas of innovation that you see? Well, and you know, I'm, I'm clearly a mobile bigot based on my background. So I think you talked about is the idea of, you know, where the location intelligence and the presence intelligent plays a role. I think the thing to really think about is, um, is how the communications experience gets richer, right? Because most people, when they think about mobility, they tend to really basically think about a cell phone. And even if it's in your unified communications offering, so 
Um, I think it's, it's, you know, it'll be video as well as audio, but it's really having access to that workspace. And while I may not want to create a presentation on my iPhone, you know, I certainly might want to access it and, and eyeball it, right? And then be able to, you know, tap out a quick note to somebody saying, I think this really works. Let's go with it on Monday. Or have you talking to so-and-so about this, right? So to bring the, bring those com- community part. The other key area, obviously, is, is, we t- is the area of visual networking. And um, we've talked about this a lot, but there's a lot of things in play. I think service providers are getting it. You just saw uh, recently the announcements with AT&T and BT where they're going to be providing uh, intercompany um, telepresence. Well, actually, to do that, they can actually provide intercompany UC. Right? There really isn't any barrier from that point of view, right? So, I mean, and telepresence is a part of UC from that family. So really being able to further you know, enable people's connected homes um, they're connected businesses. They're connected life. I think is going to be, you know, critical for that. And you know that the carriers are jumping in is going to mean that the bandwidth and the uh, video experience is going to be fantastic for a lot of companies and a lot of people. Absolutely. So two really key areas of innovation. Then, so last question for you: What would you say are the two or three most important points to remember about Cisco's UC vision and strategy? Wow, make it simple there. No, but um, you know, I think that you know we, Cisco always bets around the internet. And every successive wave of the internet is really, which has really grown our, our grown our strategy. So I think we're very focused on the intersection of, as I mentioned before, Web 2.0 as it meets business. And it's not Web 2.0, Facebook, Web 2.0, YouTube. It, but, you know, those are, you know, those are consumer elements of it. But it's really, you know, Web 2.0, how do I build a work social network, right, or a work network, or Web 2.0, how do I use, you know, short video to better communicate and form, illustrate, or even market and sell, you know, my products. And then I think the other one is this change in collaboration, right, and, um, you know, being able to move this to an unprecedented level of flexibility and productivity, um, because it's got to be Bulletproof, just as we talk about telephony as a killer application, it had to be bulletproof. Um, all forms of collaboration are going to have to be just as bulletproof if people are going to enable that. So I think you'll see those two key elements really driving our vision. Okay. And from a strategy approach, then I know there were three things that you highlighted earlier. One was clearly business transformation via the network. Um, I think the second one was around the user experience, and, and really the third one was around the outstanding total cost of ownership for our customers, right? That's cr- absolutely correct. Great. Well, really exciting. So thanks, Alan, for joining me here today. Uh, really appreciate your time. So um, for the audience that's listening in, uh, your feedback is absolutely appreciated. So please feel free to reach out to the Cisco Analyst Relations team with your thoughts on how to improve these podcasts or any topics that you might be interested in seeing. The URL for ac- for accessing Cisco's AR podcast and providing feedback is uh, www.cisco.com slash go slash AR podcast. Doesn't get much easier than that. And for the Cisco uh, AR podcast series today, I'm Julie O'Brien. Thanks for joining me today with Alan Cohen and for sharing your time with us uh, this afternoon. Thanks.